0: Welcome to the Superb Owl Podcast. We're back. We're better than ever. Uh, This week, I'm really excited to have these two guests uh, with me. Uh, It's Cortland and Amara from FAB, a a R&B hip-hop group from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, who's making some really dope, really great music. Uh, This week, we kind of talk about how they've worked through the process of being working adults making music, living their dream, working hard to accomplish that, uh, specifically the time that they've had to go out and put that music that they put so much work into out into the public space in front of their friends, in front of their family. It's a really great episode. I really enjoyed the time that we got to spend together. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on this journey with me this week. I hope you guys all enjoy. Thank you. fab like just like you're calling it fab or is it actually spelled do you want me to is it spelled out f-a-b like is we call it f-a-b okay so f-a-b i want to kind of start there in this discussion of music creativity um sound just in general and then let's uh let's go from there and just kind of have a great conversation so how did you two guys how did you two meet? How did you two kind of start this conversation about well I want to create I want to create something and you seem like someone who's on that same you know creative wavelength as me.
1: Hmm. That's a great question. This is a good one. This is fun because we've actually never unpacked this That's conversation true. True. as a whole together. So this is like some real exclusive shit right here. Um, I love
0: exclusive shit.
1: Right, but Court and I actually met when he was courting. <laughs> My, that's, that was like a really bad joke. But um, people, people, some, some someone somewhere is laughing at that, and this is for them. Um, we were. I was living in a home with Casey and and Morgan, and Cortland was courting Casey. And so I was the roommate who had like instruments all over the place. And I was at that time working for an indie label, which means I was never home and always working. And um, it's funny because Cortland and I feel like kind of like constantly met each other in passing and you know like casey would text me like hey you know quartz over here playing your guitar like i hope that's okay And i'm like yeah of course like that's what it's there for but like i just always knew him as this dude who was dating my friend (laughs) who liked music but i didn't really know anything about him other than he really liked music or had an affinity for it and um yeah, I don't know. Why don't you Why don't you chime in, Court, from the <laughs> other side and then I'm going to come back in.
2: Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having us on, man. Really uh, appreciate you letting us share some FAB, uh, some FAB stories. Um, yeah, so Mara I met a while ago. How long probably ago? Like five, was years, five years ago? Probably five. Yeah, i started dating Casey, so it's like yeah. five, six years ago. Uh-huh. And that sounds right. Probably around that, five, six years ago. And, uh, we, yeah, like Amara said, we just kind of met in passing. We met at this wedding one time, and we didn't really talk too much. I didn't think I even knew you were into music. Or yeah. It's like that. Um, but, yeah, we... That uh, was a I back then yeah when i, I did when much. i went over to <laughs> <laughs> when i went over to casey's house to, to hang out uh amara yeah she's right she had like instruments out had like a guitar or some like like a uh what is it called the jimbe jimbe yeah yep. but i think what really i think what really keeps it off is one day we're hanging out at, at your place, mm-hmm. and it's like a barbecue type vibe. Of... Yeah, you were sitting on you were sitting on the gym day, and I grabbed an acoustic guitar, and we just randomly started jamming. Yeah, I played this song. Yeah, this thing, this like lick, this like kind of like I don't know what it was. This thing on guitar.
1: It's it's my uh, favorite kind of conversation. We just had. We went right into a music conversation that, it, like, one of my favorite things about Cortland is that he is so humble, and I as well am not really someone who likes to... I'm really good at tooting other people's horns, but I don't really talk about it. I just, you know, I like to jam, and I like to sing, and I like to rap, and you know, people kind of knew that, but yeah, Cortland sat down and he starts playing this jam. I actually have the original voice note on my phone. Because you used to
2: play it all the time. Uh-huh. You used to, every time I saw you after that, yeah. you were like, hey, check out his like, <laughs> voice number <memo." laughs> So for
1: like three years, Corlin and I, we just like played this a voice. voice again. The like, dude, <laughs> this this track is hot. We gotta do something with this, and you know, it's kind of just funny. Something we just be like, you know, go back and forth with. It was a it was a laughing matter, and then I figured out that he started making beats, and I feel like he just he would send them to me and I'd listen to them. And again, at this point I'm still at this indie record label. And so I'm working like an 8 AM to an 8 PM day doing God knows what, whatever happens at indie labels, doing everything from like running coffee to video shoots to, you know, you know, Whatever people, whatever people do like, and, labels, and, um, and um, it's all very mysterious it's it's still, still to me but, but I just I remember, he remember he was, was very persistent. persistent like he would just send me a beat and just be like yeah what, what do you think about this or he wouldn't say anything he just send me beats <laughs> and I just started opening them and listening to them at work and I would <laughs> sit down and write raps at my desk
2: and Oh yeah, Mara was a rapper.
1: Yeah, before, I was originally a rapper. Uh, yeah,
2: FAB is an R and B project, but Mara can spit. It.
1: I know. Courtland told me I couldn't. I couldn't rap anymore when we started doing this project. He was like, "No rapping.
2: We're an R and B." Mara's really talented at spoken word, and she's really talented at, at rapping and, and you know, um, she, she she's great at that. I just think we found, there was something about when she sang though, mm-hmm. That we so, we so we started off like with her rapping and doing spoken word and mm-hmm. and that was, I think that was really cool, it was a cool way for us to get started with music, but um, mm-hmm. when I showed the music to friends, they were always like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool, but I actually really like what she like sang. Mm-hmm. And so it was really like based on the feedback from people that was like, yeah, actually like Amar does have a really cool, unique voice that... Once we started exploring, felt that that was actually, that was actually like her strong point. Yeah, was the singing. Meanwhile,
1: I thought I was going to be the next Nicki Minaj, but you know, it's all good. Things happen for real. we kind of fell into working on music together. though, to answer your original question, it was never really a conversation so much as yeah, I don't we ever talked. About we it. just had musical just conversations with each other. It just happened. We started collaborating
2: and I, I, I still can't actually even think about what how do you end up making the, that ep or a song like you just you just come over one day and i'm like yeah let's make an ep
1: yeah pretty much yeah. you sent me a track and then i voice memo the entire track and you're like oh yeah let's record that and a lot of times how i like to do things is he'll he'll write the music and the music just tells me what to do i'll put some lyrics on it or a melody over it and then we'll go back and rewrite things that make sense there. So, um, our first song we collaborated on really was kind of a mistake. And Courtland was like, hey, why don't you come over and let's record that. And then we just started doing that. Um, You know, I think maybe like monthly and then it got more consistent where we were just kind of regularly writing together.
0: Yeah. So can I, I want to kind of unpack one thing specifically. So you were, for all intents and purposes, like you said, you wanted to be the next Nicki Minaj. Rap was your passion. So when, when you start to have these conversations about, making an R&B group and right you kind of fell into the first one but I would presume there would be some sort of conversation. My question is how did you take that going you know this is my bread and butter this is what I feel like I'm really good at and to have someone come back to you who you respect musically and their opinion and to say hey no don't ever do that let's do this the thing that you're not comfortable (laughs) with.
1: Yeah oh man I'm actually sweating right now just thinking about it. Like, It still is a weird thing. Like, It's still something I'm growing into. And honestly, I'm so thankful to have a partner who sees things that I don't see because at first it kind of pisses you off. You're like, well, fuck, dude. I'm like, you know what I mean? I rip and I rhyme. I rhyme and I rip. I be spitting and shit and shit and stuff. And you kind of like want to get, you know, you want to get a little prideful, but I guess just really where I am in my life and where I have been since we've been doing the music, it's, I'm like that really weird person that actually likes feeling uncomfortable because I know I'm growing. So the minute he said, no, you're going to sing, it made me uncomfortable and therefore I knew that was probably the right thing. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, it totally does, believe me. I know this from personal experience. Um, And it
1: makes me sweat thinking about it still. Like, it's not, you know, it's still not comfortable when, you know, we're singing and my voice is getting tired and I know my voice is getting tired and, you know. I feel
2: like that's always the most interesting, to me, it's always the most interesting in music is when you, like, you think you have a particular strength, but Mm -hmm. then, you, someone hears something interesting about, I don't know, another instrument you play, another way you sing, or maybe you sing a different register, and yeah. like, like, oh, that's like super. You yourself probably would never been like, I want the R&B singer, but, never. but, it's because because your because it's like, not the typical r and voice. I think it's really unique. Mm-hmm. And the more, and more I want to listen to, like, mm-hmm. music, I'm like, this is really cool. And that was another thing, too, is that like the music, we actually, we originally wrote all this music for other people, or, like, for, like, maybe, like, some crazy singers, sing you Yeah. But the more I listen to it, I actually really think Amara's voice sounds really great in it. Um, and it was the right, kind of the right thing all along for these songs.
0: So, in that in that instance as well court specifically for you when you're writing this music and it's going and you're writing it and initially you're thinking it's for someone else and then you realize it's not for the person you were intending it to be and it's for someone else entirely how did you kind of come to that conclusion and then how did you deal with maybe having to go back to someone that you'd written a piece or go back to a piece of music and for all intents and purposes, because I would assume at the time you're not thinking directly like, hey, this is for Amara. Amara is going to sing on this. I just wrote this, you know, this great three minute instrumental track that no one's going to use. Like, great. It's great for my repertoire. It's great for me to for me to put in front of someone to say, hey, look what I can do. I have these multitude of skills. But how did that feel to you to be like, I just wasted time on something that I feel is really great that may never see the light of day?
2: Well, I, I've so when I, I, I played something I learned in actually Seattle about music is because remember when I used, I used to play in like these Christian dance. <laughs> we do a lot is rearrange yeah, seriously. like seriously they like, seriously, we, we we sang we, like we uh, we sang all these like old hymns and mm-hmm. stuff and so we had to rearrange the music. Mm-hmm. And so like that was like the cool thing to do is like keep rearranging, like come up with different ways to sing these old hymns and put new chords and structures and kind of just like mm-hmm. let it be so I think actually like being a part of those some some a bunch of different bands in Seattle, um, helped me to really, I'm super comfortable with letting something go and just like tossing it aside. Like I am 100% okay, like even if it sounds cool but it's not the right thing, okay, toss it. I don't get stuck to anything, I don't get stuck to a demo, I don't get stuck to the first way we did something, I don't get stuck to an arrangement, uh, are you still
0: there? No, no, no. I'm, I'm listening.
2: Oh. Okay, sorry. My, my Skype kind of I'm fuzzy. Um. So. Anyways, so I, I've kind of had, I've been very like, <clears throat> very adaptable just to begin with in terms of like what these songs look like and what who's going to sing on them and who's not or what's going. So we actually like, we actually tried to. There's one person in Nashville that we really wanted that we, we kind of like started this funny project of like, like what did you call it when you looked at night, like singers, you're like, you're doing your Instagram. Oh yeah. Like, uh, you, yeah,
1: I was I was in the deep dark web of, of Instagram and looking for, you know, just nat- local Nashville, we were trying to- unsigned, untouched, untapped kind of talent.
2: We were trying, yeah, we were trying to find some like just crazy R&B singer. We found one person that we're still hoping we can work with someday. Uh, but we reached out to you. We reached out to this person and sent some stuff, and um, you know they they said they they, they weren't able to. They were, yeah. She
1: said she was currently like pretty much down the road with other producers in another project, and we were kind of like, dang,
2: like what you get, ah! you get. It. Um, and then it was kind of just like. We have two options. We can we can keep trying to like find someone to sing on this, but like even if we find someone, it doesn't guarantee that they'll sing well in this particular key and cadence and style and all that. Right. Or we just give it to it, like just let them more do their thing and just put it out there and get the music rolling. Um. So we went through we went through a bunch like, make sure we're sitting tomorrow down and I'm like you're not gonna sing this. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and Mar's been, like so like Omar's been so cool about just she just like she's so free flowing that she's kinda of just like let's like
1: Well I want the best we, we both like I feel like we made an agreement that what is best for the music yeah. is what's best for the music. Yeah, and so we want to take let go ego out and, of that.
2: Yeah.
1: You take your ego out and you do what's best for the song.
2: So we can, can we are oh, not saying argue, but we I guess we argue. Yeah, we, we argue. argue about, the we, yeah, argue about we the we argue about the we about the arrangements and the we do. structure and you know, yeah. stuff hey, that, yeah. you know, I think this should be in here and I am like, uh, no. And then we you know, then we, then we just kinda we have we figure that out. But yeah. but I guess to answer your question, like it wasn't I think I think it's only now that like so we had like a listening party and it showed the music to some people and i think seeing people's reactions and seeing people really excited about the music that's when i realized that like well amara's the one that's like been cuz cuz like and even to like explain our like our relationship like she like i'm very much on the production side and the music and and she is very much on the vibe and melodies and songwriting and lyrics and that kind of stuff and so we kind of kind of blend our efforts together mm-hmm. and um, when we showed the music to people, that was when I realized that it was that, that these songs meant something personally to Amara, and that was able to be communicated to people and people felt that. And I think that's the most important thing about music is like, do you feel something? Yeah. It's like it's so caught up in the, the production and the way it sounds and who's mixing it and this and that. But at the end of the day, like when people listen to it, do, do they feel something? Do they believe? what the music is saying and what's telling them, or like, or just, you know, is the music moving them? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was when we just had some friends and family over and we showed it to them, people really liked it. And so I think that was kind of like a moment for me, of just to, uh, you know, let and Do her thing, and if people want to partner with us, we'll work with them. But um, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, uh, in
0: a very uh, in a very Courtland way, it answers my question. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been
2: a process. It's it's
1: evolved. It's evolved. It's evolved a lot. Mm-hmm. It's changed a lot. Yeah.
0: You know? So so I actually have a question specifically about the um, the 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 listening party, the watch uh, listening party. Specifically, putting it out there for the first time, how was that? How nerve-wracking was that for you guys? Specifically, because I know it's easier for me to shoot this, rant, this podcast randomly out on the internet rather than send and put it on my personal Facebook page to people I actually know. Because I'm like, nah, right. you don't get to see this part of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a
1: really great point. Oh my gosh, Court, you, you go first,
2: cause you... Well, woo! I mean, I was, we were even at the point the night, the night before, so we like, we, well, I've been trying to put out the music and get it ready to roll, and, but I think when we got close to, to actually like, release, like just showing people, and be like, hey, come over to, you know our house and listen to this music we've been working on for pretty much a year. Um, and let us know what you think about it. And so I think, I think once it got closer, like the night before, I was like, this song's not ready.
1: Court's like, this song sucks. This
2: song sucks. What do you think about this
1: track? Because I'm like, we just fucking spent, you know, all this 10, time. 10,000 hours on the, one song.
2: Mixing this yeah.
1: song, getting this song ready, <laughs> preparing it, you know,
2: making sure we're all good. It was so hard to go when you put uh, so much effort and thought into it. and oh my God. and And, man, I, I don't know. It was it was, it was, it was relieving, mm. but also, like...
1: Excruciating. Yeah.
2: I mean, it was like it was also kind of hard. It was like, well, we're just like, how's it? we we'll let it go. And... Like, and um I, th- I think, but I think once we, once actually people started arriving and we were ready to show it and mm-hmm. sure, I think that's, I think I think in the in the moment of like actually just letting it go, um, there's there's just a lot of freedom and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a
1: lot of peace,
2: peace in that for sure. Um, but it's but it's scary. It's scary sharing, like stuff that's like, yeah, like literally my heart and my soul was poured into that new Hours and hours, like literally, literally like straight up tears. I remember it was just like telling oh, Casey, I was like, I suck. I fucking suck at music. Like I can't make anything. I can't. I can't like. <laughs> no one's ever gonna like this. Yeah. No one. It's just like bullshit. It's total bullshit. People are gonna stop being uh, my friends. Yeah. It's just like and. Um, like likely have a good partner that that reminds me that um, you know like your your art is worth sharing um to the people and so yeah that was the biggest step for us was like just just sharing it with some people and I think now that we shared it I think, or you know, that now we can now we can really get rolling. We can now that you have momentum. Absolutely.
1: Well, it's just it's a scary thing. It's you know, it's I, I said this uh, during the listening party, and I know you weren't here, but if you were, you would have heard me say that. You know, artists as an artist, we are the crazy people who take our diaries that we write in private. And we show them because we have to, you know, we, we have to let people know our innermost thoughts and our our, our desires and our frustrations and, and things that we're thinking about and who we're loving and who we're not loving. And, you know, we, we, we have to express that. And so to stand in front of friends and family and, you know, especially for me, um, spent quite a long time here in Nashville, just like building up this very kooky, cool collection of, uh, industry people and artists and other musicians and, you know, other people that I go to see and that I enjoy and and I think their music is great. And so to have them in the room, um, it was, it was initially very, very nerve wracking and we, we absolutely had it out the day before. Like, hey, should we play this song? Should we not play it? And, and you know, it gets to a point where you kind of have to laugh at yourself and laugh at your own fear, because a lot of insecurities start popping up the minute you're going to express something from your heart. And I think we we recognize that. And um, you know, like Court said, we're. I mean, we have a we have a great we have a great little inner circle of people who continue to encourage us and tell us that it is worth sharing and we believe it. And it's that it doesn't make it easy. It's still, it's still difficult. Um, but it's also something that's so rewarding once you get to the other side of fear and you're like, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that shit. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you're, you're scared to get on the monkey bars and then you try the monkey bars and you get to the other side and you're like, well shit, I can do this. I mean, it's, you know, it's like anything in life. It's just, it's uncomfortable to share things that are personal, but um, I think once you see that it's touched someone else, I mean, it really doesn't matter you
0: know,
1: it makes it worth it. It's like, okay, great, let's touch
0: someone else, awesome. I'm, I'm good with that. Right, and I, I actually think that that's, that's a message I want to get out to people, is that specifically for artists and for the creative types, that the most important thing that you can understand is that so long as your art has touched someone, then you've done something, right? Yes. Um, so, one of my questions for for you, Court, and for you, Amara, is kind of separately. So, with with this whole project and the specific um, avenue that you've taken, Amara, you've uh, referenced it, and I think we talked a little in the quote unquote pre show uh, specifically about how you are doing more freelance work, specifically that you don't have to compartmentalize so much your creativity. Um, yes. And in court, are you, uh, uh, not to get too personal, but are you working a nine to five while doing this as well?
2: Yeah, I'm working a nine
0: to five. So my question for you is in, in kind of, it, it's a, it's kind of an opposite sides thing here. For, so for court specifically, how do you balance the fact that you go and expel all this energy to make it through a work day, to fake happy, to say hi to people? to look at people in the eye give a passion towards the work that you do there so obviously you can come home and do the thing you're actually passionate about but at that time you've already spent most of your energy so you're literally bleeding yourself from both ends to make something and then for you amara how do you deal with having to switch on the fly to different creative mediums or subjects that you're working with in a freelance environment to go immediately to the thing that you're truly most passionate about? And does that specific aspect of your life, the thing you're truly passionate about, FAB, does that bleed into the other aspects of what you're doing? Answer these separately, you have five minutes. Wow.
2: Nice. Nice.
0: Okay. I'm joking, you don't have five minutes, take as long as you need.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a great that's, I mean, that's, a like, really that's great just like question. a great I love this.
0: question.
2: Uh okay. so I mean, man, there's so much to pack about. So I think first off that uh, I'm, I'm I'm probably um this, I mean I'm I'm probably not your average um, musician doing the nine to five because I, I actually really enjoy what I what I do for my nine to five. And so, and it's, but it's totally not creative, it's not creative at all. And so it's kind of funny, because like when I, I, I kind of get to go to work and just kind of do my thing and, and make money, and then when I come home, uh, I actually feel like none of my creative juices were used, so I get to use them all for music. Um, and that's actually really rewarding, because I think the thing that's always kept me from doing music, is that I I love just making music and so but and, but there's nothing I've never wanted to make money doing music There's never ever ever been a conversation I've had with anyone. Um, it is you know, so like I just I have zero drive zero 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 drive to make any money with music and I think music's just costing me a shit ton of money. <laughs> uh,
0: Hold <laughs> on, I want to unpack one thing really quick. So would you call your day job your palate cleanser? Your creative palate cleanser?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think so.
2: Actually no, that's a great you know what? Yes. Because when I because because I go through really like I'm I'm so like go ahead. I
0: didn't say anything.
2: Oh, so I think like so what so it's weird because like the way my creativity works is like I get super creative for very not super short periods of time, but kind of like like like, maybe it'll be a few days or it'll be a couple weeks. And I get, I'm just like in very, very, very music mode. I get very creative and then I need to break. And so then I can focus on my job and get away from music because, like, music, so it's pretty exa- I have a weird relationship with it. It's pretty exhausting for me. And it's, I love it. Um, and it's, it's life giving, but sometimes it's not life giving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your because heart. It's so, it's so for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's who you are. I mean, that's what music is, right? So, uh, yeah. I think like in, in, I Don't
2: know how I balance. If if I actually really did music full time, I have no clue what that would look like. I don't. I don't know if I'd be happy. I mean, maybe maybe um, Maybe I would be happy. Um, but I've never done it, so I don't, I don't know if like. If one week I was like, I have to do this, this, and this for music and I wasn't feeling creative and I wasn't feeling enough the music uses, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, or, like, what does that look like? Um, I haven't had to do that yet because I'm just kind of of like, put it to the side and
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'm not ready to, to touch it again. So I kind of need that, like, that push and pull of, like, okay, hey, I'm ready for it. I'm really excited about it, I get inspired, I hear a cool song, or like tomorrow I start talking about it, or someone's like, Dude, like this stuff is really cool and I get excited to work on it again and then and then like I over obsessed and get into it, and I need some space for like so. it. Yeah, I I like
1: I get it though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: But yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I, I, I'm not. I don't know. I I like I like my job, and mm-hmm. but, I, I, but I love music way way more. Um, but know.
1: there's always this. We talk about this all the time. There's always this like idea that you gotta. You, it's gotta be either or. You know. Yeah, like that's like a true too. Like, Are you super passionate about music? If you're not doing it full time, like, well, yeah, absolutely yeah absolutely
2: I mean I wonder I wonder if in some ways we put in more time to the music than people who actually do music full-time because mm-hmm. like when we're like doing music we're very like we're just yes. like doing music yes so I almost wonder if like yeah. if, we're, if we're doing it just as much if not more than yeah I mean do music. pretty much the
1: only person I'm taking a phone call for would be my mama if she calls during a studio session. We are very, very
0: diligent when we're in music mode. Interesting. I, I think that that's, that's fascinating. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, Amara, how about you? Yeah. So, your aspect. So remind me of your question. Oh, yeah. So specifically with you being in freelance, do you see yeah. FAP melding into that? Oh, completely.
2: It's, yeah. yes,
0: absolutely. So Wait, can I say one thing
2: about yeah. that? Yeah. Amara won't toot her own horn, but, like, I need, I absolutely need Amara because I, I'm so focused on just music that no one would ever hear my music if I didn't partner with Amara. Like, no one would even know I made music. No, except you and, like, some friends, but, like. <laughs> If I didn't, if it wasn't with Amara, like, we're, you know, anywhere. And so I think, yeah, Amar is very, like, she's kind of a social butterfly. Yeah, she's a social butterfly, but she's, so, like, she did, like, um, pr- like, was a music promoter mm-hmm. with some labels, and she's, she's really good at connecting with people, like, at, um, you know, getting, getting cool music played. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, she has some really valuable. Like she just has lots of connections with with the whole music world and country and songwriting and, and uh, yes, but you know. And anyway, so so she's really really a valuable partner to have, and she's um, she's done a great job so far of getting us just getting people who um, are influencers and who can make. Decisions about uh, the future. that kid to get interested, in. I, you know, I would never, I would never get that you know, the music into the right hand. So I think um, she's got the business side too, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, all things are definitely working together. It's 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 very cool to kind of turn around. I've been freelancing for a year now, and it's very cool to kind of turn around and just be like, okay, I'm. I'm still afloat. Everything is okay. Nothing has blown up yet. Um, you know, I came from uh, multi degree carrying parents who really instilled the importance of, uh, you know, finishing school and working hard. And, you know, they've, they've been in their professions for 30 plus years. And so I, I'm in a constant. Uh, struggle with myself as far as you know making freelance feel <laughs> feel as good as as you know the nine to five with the 401k and the the health benefits and you know the things that I put this in quotations that that real people have who are living in the real world and I've been very very blessed to the last five years just been um i call it it's been my my music graduate degree so i've just kind of been learning everything i can about the music business especially as it pertains to here in nashville and music row. And getting to know who the influences are who the influencers are who the who the you know i'm 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 just tired of talking to middlemen like I want to talk to who's making the decisions and that's kind of been my aim as long as I've been in Nashville it's just been to meet the decision makers and know why I'm hearing the songs I hear on the radio and why you know um, these people I hear on the radio are on the radio and um, I got into promotion and stuff like that but now that I'm able to pretty much pick up projects um, as they come. And then I also, um, I model on the side, which is a nice little set of income. Um, But I'm, yeah, I'm, I find that it's definitely not as difficult for me when I had a nine to five to switch into creative, but it's, it's really fun to kind of, watch the creativity morph throughout the day. So like in the beginning of the day, I may be working on someone else's project, but I'm always thinking about how that can, how that pertains to FAB. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. You know, if I'm working with another independent artist, for example, and they're, you know, submitting their music to some new blog spot. Well great. I've got another contact for a blog spot that we're gonna, you know, submit to. Like I feel like everything I do is in essence building up a larger community around FAB and just you know, I think that's that's why it's so awesome to have a partner that is so intense about the music because I've always wanted to have something musically that I could hit play and walk out of the room. And we have that, you know, we have that undeniable music thing. And I mean, it's, it's weird. It's amazing. It's, it's like, it's great. It's so great that I can't like focus on it for too long because then I just get nervous and I, you know, start freaking myself
0: out. Uh, (laughs) But yeah we're, talk,
2: we're talking a lot
0: man yeah are we talking too much no that's the the, the the object of this podcast is for you two to talk and me to say as few words as possible i've gotten this down to a science by now <laughs> well you're doing
2: a great job thank you <laughs> good questions yeah okay. great I to more yeah
0: no i yeah that's the first time i've
1: really thought about that so thanks for asking that
0: yeah, I, I think that we're getting to a good place to close out. I know that we could end up talking for hours and hours, and I'm fairly certain that Court and I have talked for hours and hours before. Um, but really, kind of to, to like close this all together, where do you guys see FAB in the next year or five years or you know? And then from there, kind of in a light hearted fashion, what song? What's like one song? The both of you would want to cover. I love hearing these answers from Cortland, because it's gonna be like Mbop by Hanson or some shit like that. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be some ultra obscure R and B
1: song that no. none of us have ever heard of. No, no. exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So where do I see FAB in a year? Honestly, I see us lining up with. Um, Kanye
2: West.
1: Yes, Yeezy. If you're listening Kendrick to this, Kendrick Lamar. Holler SZA, at us. Solange, us Solange. We ready.
2: We're ready for you.
1: <laughs> no, but for real, I see us. I see us playing festivals. I see us being selective artists. I see us being those artists who play like maybe ten to twenty events a year. Um, and those are you know the the festival South by Southwest type of show dates um, I see us lining up with an agency such as a CAA for example um, and just kind of furthering this brand of music um, I see us I see us just continuing to make it and, and hopefully you know partnering with someone who, who believes in us and might want to invest monetarily. Um, I think that the climate of music has changed. We are in no way, you know, salivating over the idea of of a record deal. I think we're much more interested in partnering with brands, partnering with, um, I really kind of hear our music in, in cinema and in TV shows, if I can be so bold. I see us partnering with Netflix and uh, some of their music supervisors for, for, for new shows. Um, honestly, I see a lot with FAB, it's, and it's all happening very slowly and, or, and organically, but I, I honestly just, I would say in the next year, I, I see us partnering with a music supervisor that can get our music placed um what was your next question next uh what would i cover Ooh, okay this is so easy for me because i love her well oh my gosh where do i go and then i just said her so do i go her i'm really obsessed with sizza her and then like my three kind of Keystones would be Jill Scott, Erica Badu, and Lauren Hill. So, gosh, pick a song to cover. I would cover. Um, okay, what's the? I would probably cover. Oh, gosh, it's so hard. Okay, I'm gonna say I would cover SZA.
0: The song "Normal Girl." Okay, all right, Cortland, your turn. Oh,
2: that was tough. Ooh. <clears throat> oh man, I, I I can't answer the question one year down the road, but I can answer the question maybe five years down the road. I think um, I don't know. It feels weird. To say, it feels weird to say honestly because because um, it feels hard. For me, I don't know, had this weird thing with with really embracing, like, believing in the music and believing that it could it become something, but this is the first music ever that I've made that I, I really, really believe in, and I really think that we can get... So I think in five years, like, I would love to work with just some giant, giant artists, you know, like, to get the music with, like, Solange or... Um, like a SZA or a Her or, um, you know, just like just some really big R and B um, artists. I think I think we could. Really, I mean, we could. I think the music, the music is ready for it. It's just you know how do we get how do we build um, how do we become influencers and how do we how do we get that in the hands and all that. But but I really believe. We can, you know, I I see us being—I kind of see us being like uh, a production deal, like we already are, and having a lot of artists working with us for particularly R and B stuff.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I also see us just doing fun stuff where we, um, yeah, we we play some shows and we, you know, like we just kind of have our thing and get up with the guitar and just play play our songs um, but, but I think I don't know for me I think that I could be wrong but I think in five years this stuff is going to be like our production stuff and so we're going to be hopefully um, a, a production duo that people want to work with
1: I will say in five years this which we are now in the studio will be the studio and you will have moved into another house this will be like. Just a studio. Yeah. Actually, that would be pretty cool. Right?
2: Yeah. The Just like this whole thing is a studio. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, yeah. That's a bold prediction, but I think. Okay.
0: Can happen. Anything can. All right. What do you want to cover, Court?
2: What do I want to cover? Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you know Go <laughs> ahead.
1: <laughs>
2: oh jeez! I have had a cover. Um, there's this new song I like right now by this artist named Dev Hines, and he he's the um, the the artist at Blood Orange, and he's kind of like an R&B soul pop blend of all those different types of music. But he has this song called I believe it's called Smokes. It's like the last song on his new album that just came out, and. Uh, I was on vacation this last week, and I stole Amara's guitar. And I was like trying to figure out how to play the song. all Week, and I figured out the chords, and and I just like sang it for like eight hours straight. And yeah, you but, did. yeah, like it's literally just like it's not even really a song, but it's just this one like it's just this one thing that repeats. It's like <laughs> my heart fulfills within. And it's so simple, but there's something to that. Mm-hmm. Raising the I mean, I her. that was
0: the first song that like, we needed to cover this song I love, I love that like, lot. wow uh, yeah well that's great and I. those are some good songs that's some good choices <laughs> and I expect to hear them in the next like three months alright <laughs> alright uh, okay. wait, wait. some covers out <laughs> I've I've really honestly I've, I've Really enjoyed this conversation. I've enjoyed the time that we've been able to to chat, and so I want to say thank you for for coming on. Um, thank you for sharing your uh, your guys's stories and journey to to getting to where you are. Um, it's been a blast. Thank you. thank you. Thank
1: you. Thanks for reaching out to us. This is so cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's always
0: guess, fun to collab.
2: I think like the conversations, like the questions you're asking. And the conversations that you're having with you know other creatives and um, it's, those are all conversations that are worth, that need to be had. They're important. And they're very important. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, yeah, I just appreciate you having an avenue for people to communicate that. Yeah. And share that.
0: Well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's a blast. It's,
2: it's awesome. Rock on.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Superbowl Podcast. The show releases every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time on all major podcast networks. Thank you, and have a great week.